the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. Friday edition of Locked on Pokes. I'm your host, Colby Powell. Glad everyone is with me. It is game day eve once again as Oklahoma State prepares for TCU tomorrow. 2.30 kick in Stillwater. Glad everyone is with me. Find me on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. We do this every day bringing you news and notes from around the Oklahoma State athletics world. Uh, big show today. We've got the Tylen Wallace concerns in Stillwater. We've got a Big 12 championship that was wrapped up last night at Neil Patterson Stadium, which will lead to another Bedlam matchup on Sunday. Uh, we've got the first exhibition game of the season tonight for Oklahoma State basketball. So a lot going on. We will get to all of that throughout the show. Uh, send me your thoughts on all that at Kobe J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. And where else would we start but with the Tylen Wallace news yesterday out of Stillwater, and I don't know if I would call it news as much as I would call it rumors, because we really don't have a, a concrete answer as to what's taken place yet with Tylen Wallace. The fear is that, that he suffered a torn ACL. That is the, the worst case scenario that's not been confirmed. Um, you, you know, it certainly appears that way a little bit. It's one of those situations where there's smoke, there's fire. And Oklahoma State hasn't released anything. Thailand's people haven't released anything. It, it's just a bunch of rumors that he was running a route in practice, took a bad cut, uh, and, and felt something in his knee, and then he went to go get an MRI at Stillwater Medical. And that leaves us all wondering, is he okay? Is this a torn ACL? If he is a torn ACL, what does it mean for this team? What does it mean for Tylen Wallace and his future at Oklahoma State? It just raises a ton of questions and uh, questions that I, I certainly don't have the answer to. I, I know without him, this Oklahoma State offense will look very differently. He is such a huge part of what Oklahoma State does. But then it, it begs the question, if it is a season-ending injury, uh, does that mean that he would come back to Oklahoma State to get another year under his belt to improve his draft status? Because we see it time after time after time. Guys who get injured and can't work out for scouts prior to the draft, it, it costs them in the NFL draft. They, they drop down the board, uh, no doubt about it. This also will be a pretty strong wide receiver class going into the NFL whenever you look at the handful of guys down at Alabama, Devontae Smith, Jerry Judy, those guys. You look at C.D. Lamb down at Oklahoma. There are some big-time receivers in the country, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase at LSU, uh, big-time guys who will be entering the draft this year. Uh, Tyler Wallace currently sits fourth in the country in receiving yards at 903. He's got eight receiving touchdowns, uh, which actually is, is not that high in the country. Falls him uh, just outside the top ten, uh, I believe somewhere in the 10 to 20 range <clears throat> in terms of of receiving touchdowns, but uh, Tylen Wallace, again, if, if you didn't hear the rumors, uh, bad cut at practice, felt something in his knee, went to get an MRI, and that's the last update we have. Now, I don't know if we're going to get anything today from Mike Gundy or Oklahoma State uh, or from Tylen Wallace. I would doubt it. I would say we'll probably know uh, whether he's suiting up tomorrow about an hour before game time as to whether he comes onto the field for warm-ups. I'll say this. Even if it's not a torn ACL, even if it's a sprained knee, I, I can't imagine that he would have gone down at practice on Wednesday, is reportedly when this happened, and play Saturday. I, I just can't see that happening. So I would plan mentally, as a fan, 
to be without Tylen Wallace for at least this one game against TCU. Next week is a bye week, so if this is a minor injury for Tylen Wallace, if he's merely tweaked his knee, he will have an, an additional couple of weeks to get this thing healthy and get it right before Oklahoma State gets back at it with the rest of the schedule, Kansas, West Virginia, and Oklahoma left on the schedule after this weekend. So we certainly hope that Tylen Wallace is doing okay uh, and that he is able to to bounce back and play again for Oklahoma State this year. Because like I said, he's a huge part of what Oklahoma State does offensively. And I wanted to pull up Oklahoma State's wide receiver stats. And, um, And I didn't even think to do this before I started. Try to figure out how many receivers you would have to add up their total yardage before you got to Tylen's. Tylen has 900 and three receiving yards on the season. Dylan Stoner, 232. Braden Johnson, 205. And Braden Johnson has 205 yards on only eight catches. So he's just big-time play after big-time play. Uh, that's what Braden Johnson brings you. 173 for Jordan McRae. 123 for Landon Wolf. We're still not there. We're at 733 yards now from the next. What is that? Four receivers combined. We're at 733 yards. We'll throw in Jelani Woods' 85 receiving yards. That gets us to 818. C.J. Moore has 75 receiving yards. That gets us to 893. And then you have to throw in Chuba Hubbard's 35 receiving yards, which gets you to 928. So that is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. You have to go through Oklahoma State's next seven leading receivers to get to where Tylen Wallace is. So if they lose Tylen Wallace... And those 53 catches for 903 yards, I don't know how much optimism there can really be about Oklahoma State filling that void and having even somewhat of a respectable passing attack. I mean, Oklahoma State does not rank in the top 50th in in passing offense in the country. And that's with Tylen Wallace. Uh, I mean, without Tylen Wallace, is this the 100th best passing attack in the country? I really don't know. I mean, who fills that void? Oklahoma State right now is 55th in the country in passing offense. One spot behind Notre Dame, one spot ahead of Virginia. I mean, the schools around them, Oregon State's at 53, Arizona State 57, Kansas 58. I mean, these are the schools around Oklahoma State in terms of passing offense. This is just not an offense that lights it up through the air, and that's with Tylen Wallace. So without him, I think you can expect struggles. Uh, And I think you can expect Gary Patterson, who does a great job on the defensive side of the ball, to absolutely load the box to stop the Chubacabra. Chuba Hubbard, I I don't know if he's going to get loose tomorrow against TCU or not, because if Tylen Wallace isn't out there, I mean, those guys on the edge are going to see a lot of man-to-man coverage with no safety help over the top. I'm telling you, Gary Patterson is absolutely going to walk into that game tomorrow and say, you know what, guys, if they beat us over the top, they're going to have to beat us over the top all day long. And if they do it once, you know what we're going to do? We're going to stay in the same look, and we're going to make them do it again. And that puts the onus on some of these other guys, on Dylan Stoner, on Braden Johnson, on Jordan McRae, to win some one-on-one battles if that is indeed how it plays out. Because if there's eight guys in the box at the snap on every play, Chuba Hubbard and Spencer Sanders aren't going to be able to get loose in the running game. So this offense could look vastly different. Oklahoma State's going to have to figure out ways to be creative, get the ball in the hands of some of their other receivers, try to get them into open space. You know, we need to see more Dylan Stoner. We need to see some of these big plays with Braden Johnson. Continue to use the wide receiver screen game. Try to to get that ball out to whichever side you have numbers and uh, try to exploit 
TCU any way you can, which is going to be difficult without Tylen Wallace. It'll also be interesting to see how Spencer Sanders adjusts. You know, Tylen Wallace, that little throw to the edge that we saw so many times against Iowa State last week, that's kind of a security blanket for Tylen Wallace. He can just take the snap, whip it out there real quick, and uh, and feel good that that's going to be a completion and Tylen Wallace is going to make a play. When that goes away, what does Spencer Sanders do? Is he throwing the ball confidently? Is he spreading it around? Does he have faith that his receivers can make a play? It'd be really interesting to watch if, in fact, Tylen Wallace does not suit up tomorrow for Oklahoma State. I'm Colby Powell. Glad you're with me here on Locked on Pokes. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know your thoughts, uh, concerns about the offense, whatever it is involving Tylen Wallace, at Colby J. Powell, at Locked on Pokes on Twitter. That's at Colby J. Powell and at Locked on Pokes on Twitter. Uh, again, glad you're with me. We're going to take a break, come back on the other side, talk about a Big 12 championship for Oklahoma State, as well as the first exhibition game of the basketball season. That's tonight in Stillwater. I'm Colby Powell. Stay with me here on Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast, your network every day. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually, men just brush it off or blame themselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo. Or they avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com locked and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com locked for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash locked. Welcome back to Locked On Pokes. I am your host, Colby Powell. Glad you are with me on this Oklahoma Friday, game day eve. Oklahoma State and TCU get ready to go tomorrow at 2.30 in Stillwater. Spencer Sanders v. Max Dugan. Mike Gundy versus Gary Patterson. Uh, TCU's had some pretty good recent success against Oklahoma State. You have to go back to 2016 for Oklahoma State's last win against the Horned Frogs. Lost last year in Fort Worth. And two years ago, you'll remember the 44-31 to loss in Stillwater with Mason Rudolph and James Washington. After the next break, we will have one final game preview, a couple of listener score predictions, my score prediction as well. Uh, and, and you have to take the Tylen Wallace news into consideration. So we'll get to all of that after the final break. Right now, I want to uh, talk about a couple of other sports. Number one, the Cowgirl women's soccer team has wrapped up the Big 12 championship. A 3-0 win last night in Stillwater over the Baylor Bears. Oklahoma State got out early, scored two goals in the first 10 minutes of the game. They've now won seven in a row. They're ranked 12th in the country. Uh, and, And a big thing for Oklahoma State is if you went to any of the home games, for Oklahoma State women's soccer, uh, you did not leave disappointed. They had one draw at home. That was uh, way back – was that the exhibition game that they that they drew? No, no, no. Okay, so they drew against SMU. On September 22nd, they had a draw, a double overtime against SMU. Other than that, 9-0 and 
9-0-1 was the home record for the Cowgirls this year. So uh, huge congratulations to them, to Coach Carmichael. Uh, they were fantastic all year, and, and they went out and got a Big 12 championship. Uh, now that is the fourth regular season Big 12 championship for the Oklahoma State Cowgirls. Um, and, and like I said, they're ranked 12th in the country, and they won the regular season title in 2017 as well. Uh, and they also won it in 28 and 20, 2008 and 2011. They were Big 12 regular season champs. So huge shout out to the Cowgirl soccer team uh, as they got it done last night against Baylor and wrapped up a Big 12 championship. The Big 12 tournament gets underway this weekend on Sunday. Oklahoma State will square off in Kansas City against, that's right, the Oklahoma Sooners. little bedlam action in the Big 12 tournament. Uh, these two teams just played. By the way, that's going to be an ESPN Plus game. So if you're not on ESPN Plus, probably should be. That's where you can find uh, a lot of the, these kinds of things, as well as some basketball games that will be aired on ESPN Plus throughout the year. So, uh, yeah, it'll be uh, Bedlam Soccer Sunday, 11.30 a.m. on ESPN Plus in Kansas City. These two teams just played last Friday, one week ago today, in Stillwater, and Oklahoma State beat OU 3-1. to one. So uh, good stuff from the Cowgirl women's soccer team as they got it done and wrap up a, uh, a big-time Big 12 championship. All right, Oklahoma State basketball gets things underway tonight against Roger State. Uh, this is an exhibition game, so this will not count toward the official record. Uh, this is another ESPN Plus game. So, again, if you don't have ESPN Plus, now would be a good time. You can also listen to this game on the, the Cowboy Radio Network. Uh, Dave Hunziker will bring you the call uh, right there at 96.1 here in Oklahoma City. If you're in Stillwater, I believe when I was in school there, you could get it on 93.7. Uh, I would assume that you still can there on Stillwater Radio. Uh, and, and I'm just pulling straight out of the Oklahoman here. Uh, they did a three things to know. And this first one is really good. Oklahoma State returns all five starters from last season and brings in a top 25 recruiting class. There are only three Power 5 schools in the country that return a greater scoring percentage than OSU's starting five. Notre Dame, Illinois, and Maryland are those three. Oklahoma State's starting five scored a total of uh, 77.8% of the Cowboys' points last season. So the starting five for Oklahoma State uh, is huge, and uh, they're, they're going to be big time this year. The starting five for Oklahoma State tonight uh, and, and likely throughout the entire season, barring injury, going to be Isaac Likely, the six foot four sophomore, Thomas DeZagua, a six foot four senior, a sharpshooter, Lindy Waters, six foot six senior, the Norman North product, Cam McGriff, a six foot seven senior, and Yor Anai, a six foot ten sophomore. So obviously, Mike Boynton's doing a great job on the recruiting trail, uh, and it's a good thing because you heard me right there in the middle. Thomas Dezagua, Lindy Waters, Cameron McGriff, all seniors. Isaac Likely, Yor and I, just sophomores. Uh, so hopefully those guys will be sticking around for another another couple years. Uh, if you follow Oklahoma State, uh, uh, pardon me, Oklahoma High School basketball at all, you might remember the name Jet Sternberger. Uh, Oklahoma High School basketball or football, you might remember the name Jet Sternberger out of Kingfisher. Uh, his brother, I believe, is actually now a Green Bay Packer, Jay Sternberger. Uh, but Jet was phenomenal as a, a two-sport star at Kingfisher, both football and basketball, and he plays for Roger State. So something to keep an eye on. They've got a lot of in-state products 
at Roger State, Muskogee's Tavian Davis, uh, Verdigris's Brewster Peacock, Tulsa Union's Jordan Flood, uh, Tulsa Union's Micaiah McCorders, uh, Cashin's Vaughn Rainey, and Booker T. Washington's Chris Miller, all at Roger State. So if you follow Oklahoma State, uh, Oklahoma In-State High School basketball at all, you might remember some of those names. Oklahoma State and Roger State actually played an exhibition game back in 2016. Um, pardon me, that was a regular season game they played back in 2016. And Oklahoma State won 101 to 85. Wow, hope you had the over in that game. Jawan Evans scored 25 points in that game. Roger State shot 57% from the floor and 50% from three that night. So this will be a big game for Roger State tonight because, like I said, they have so many in-state kids who will want to go out and beat Oklahoma State, uh, a, a school that at one time they, they might have felt they had a chance to play at Oklahoma State. So Oklahoma State, uh, this will be a good tune-up as they get ready for the season, which starts, I believe, on Wednesday of next week. Uh, so Cowboy basketball getting fired up and getting rolling. That game again tonight on ESPN Plus at 7 o'clock. Also had some big recruiting news yesterday for Oklahoma State basketball. Four-star guard Rondell Walker from Putnam City West has committed to Oklahoma State. He had narrowed it down to his final five schools. In his final five, he had Arkansas, Texas, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, and Virginia Tech. His three official visits he went on were to Kansas State, Oklahoma State, and Virginia Tech. So those were likely the top three. He did have an offer from Oklahoma, uh, but did not express interest and did not take an official visit to the Sooners. He is on 247. He's a four-star, but he's ranked 96.43 overall. Uh, And this is a huge, huge get for Mike Boynton's squad. The first official hard commit that they've gotten in the 2020 class. And interestingly enough, on the Nike EYBL circuit uh, this past summer, he played for the Texas Titans. A couple other Oklahoma State recruits played for the Texas Titans. Mike Miles, a name you may or may not have heard, and then a name that you've almost certainly heard. I know we've talked about it on this podcast, Cade Cunningham was a summer teammate of Rondell Walker. Now, look, these guys play with a bunch of guys in the summer in these AAU leagues uh, and stuff like that. So may mean nothing, may mean something. Maybe Rondell Walker shoots Cade Cunningham a text, says, hey, come on to Stillwater and let's build something. So a huge get for Mike Boynton and his staff as uh, Rondell Walker decides to stay home in-state and play for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Uh, so, again, huge get in basketball recruiting for Mike Boynton and the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Going to take a break, come back on the other side, one final Oklahoma State TCU preview, some score predictions, and we will wrap this thing up on a Friday. Stay with me right here on Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Pokes. Colby Powell wrapping things up here on a Friday. Uh, make sure you get all your thoughts over the weekend on OSU TCU, the exhibition game tonight. Again, that's on ESPN+. Plus. If you don't have ESPN+, Plus, if you've been fighting it, I recommend that you just go ahead and get it. it, it the Big 12 has partnered with ESPN+, Plus, and they're, they're going to be streaming a lot of things there. There were two football games on ESPN+, Plus this year. There are probably going to be uh, maybe even as much as double-digit basketball games on ESPN+. Plus. 
if you like to support like the women's soccer team, the Bedlam game is on ESPN Plus on Sunday morning at 11.30 uh, is when that one kicks off. So go ahead and get ESPN Plus. Just just break down and do it. I think it's like 5 bucks a month, uh, and you can support all of your Oklahoma State Cowboys athletics. You will not need ESPN Plus tomorrow to watch Oklahoma State and TCU. Uh, thank goodness Oklahoma State and TCU is not on ESPN Plus after the Cowboys had to endure two ESPN Plus games this year tomorrow just espn you don't have to worry about all the extra just espn tomorrow at 2 30 and this is a big game for both teams oklahoma state currently sitting seventh in the big 12 the cowboys are five and three but only two and three in conference play uh so could really use a win tcu's played one less game than oklahoma state due to uh the the bye week situation tcu is four and three overall and two and two in conference which includes wins over kansas and Texas and losses at Iowa State and at Kansas State. So in conference, TCU is 2-0 at home, 0-2 on the road. They've yet to win a road game in conference, traveling to Ames and to Manhattan. So they've gone north twice. They've lost twice in conference play. In the non-con, they did go up and play a bad Purdue team at Purdue on September 14th, coming off a bye week and beat that team uh, 34 to 13, pardon me. So uh, TCU is already, I'm looking at their schedule. Did they already have two bye weeks? They did. They had a bye week on September 7th. So they played one game against Arkansas Pine Bluff and then had a bye. You, you hate that as a fan base, as a coach, to play one game and then have a bye. Uh, almost seems like a, a waste of a bye week. They're actually in a pretty long stretch right now. Uh, they had a bye on October 12th in between the Iowa State and Kansas State road games. And that was the last bye week. They play, what is that now, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight to end the season, Uh, and this is the third game of that seven-game stretch. If you're looking at TCU, any kind of uh, spot that they might be in, they're coming off the win over Texas at home, which I'm sure is a big emotional win for a lot of those guys. Now they go on the road to Oklahoma State, and next week at home, they host undefeated Baylor. So this could actually be a pretty good spot for Oklahoma State with this game being sandwiched in between Texas and Baylor. Now, you wouldn't think a Gary Patterson coach team would fall into that too much, but, you know, we see it happen all the time. We see teams go out and just uh, just kind of lay an egg and just drop a dud. We saw it last week uh, with Oklahoma. Oklahoma, look, Oklahoma's three touchdowns better than Kansas State. We all know it. That's why they were favored by 24 points in that game. But you don't play games on paper. Point spreads don't determine the outcomes of football games. You have to go out and play them. Uh, By the way, the spread on this game is now sitting at Oklahoma State minus two and a half. Uh, look, I'm, I'm assuming that that's taking into effect the Tylen Wallace rumors. The line was three. Now, if you're telling me Tylen Wallace is only worth half a point to this Oklahoma State team in terms of the spread, I would highly dispute that because I think he's such a huge part of what Oklahoma State does offensively. I think that they're going to struggle to find ways to get the passing game going without him. But he hasn't been officially ruled out. But even with all the rumors, uh, Oklahoma State currently is is just a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the TCU Horned Frogs. So uh, Vegas is expecting this to be a close one. Uh, in terms of the total, they've got it at 59. So they've got this at about a 31-28 to 28 game in favor of Oklahoma State with that two-and-a-half spread and that 59-point uh, total in this game. Uh, so it should be a good one between Oklahoma State and TCU. It usually is. Uh, these teams have kind of gone back and forth since they came into the Big 12. 
you know, Oklahoma State gets a few, TCU gets a few. TCU's had the better of Oklahoma State the past couple years, uh, but tomorrow should be a good one. Let's get to a couple score predictions. Let's head over to Twitter. We do this every week. I tell you, if you tweet me your score prediction, it will be read here on Locked on Pokes. So if you didn't do it this week, make sure you do it here in a couple weeks. Three more games left for Oklahoma State. Uh, we've got a couple of score predictions this week, but that's at Colby J. Powell, or you can just tweet the podcast. You don't even have to remember the name for that. You're, you're staring at the name for that on your phone. It's at Locked on Pokes. That's the name of the podcast. That is also the Twitter account, at Locked on Pokes. So let's head to Twitter. Uh, Brian Raper sends his score prediction in. He says 38-35 Pokes. Uh, so that would be a good one, be a close game. I, I actually probably like the under in this game, the way Oklahoma State's Defense has been playing recently, and with with the exception of Tyler Wallace, I think this Oklahoma State offense might drag just a little bit, so I would probably actually uh, lean toward the under in this game. And that is what Ryan has on Twitter. Ryan the Great on Twitter says, Oklahoma State 34, TCU 24. Interesting to me uh, that he's got the Cowboys winning by 10. He's picked Oklahoma State to lose the past two weeks. He was right against Baylor and wrong against Iowa State, as was I. Uh, And then this week he's got the Pokes by 10. He does add a little caveat on the end and say, I'm not confident in this, especially with the increasing likelihood there is no Tylen. He says the defense will load the box to stop the run, and it will be another great defensive game, multiple turnovers, and then he's calling for Amen Ogpong Bamiga to be the player of the day. I wonder if he actually thinks he's going to be the player of the day or if he just wanted to hear me say Amen Ogpong Bamiga, which is probably my favorite name in all of college football. It's time now for my score prediction. And I'm going to go under the point total in this game. Uh, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I'm going to go 24-17 in favor of TCU. I I do not expect Tylen Wallace to play. I expect that to really hinder what Oklahoma State is able to do offensively. I I went through the numbers earlier. We have to get seven receivers deep for Oklahoma State before we equal the production of Tylen Wallace. And, And I don't know who's capable of filling that void. Maybe Dylan Stoner does. Maybe Jordan McRae has a big day. Maybe Braden Johnson rips off another long one. But Gary Patterson is such a good defensive mind, and and I think if Tylen Wallace doesn't play, he will devise a scheme that really prohibits Oklahoma State from moving the ball effectively. Uh, And when I consider the fact that Iowa State really uh, screwed the pooch a couple times last week, some poor tackling uh, and some poor defensive alignment, and that's what allowed Oklahoma State to score three times from beyond the 50-yard line. Remember, Oklahoma State's offense did not take a snap in the red zone a week ago. Uh, you know, if Tylen Wallace played this game, I actually probably was leaning toward picking Oklahoma State to win by about a field goal. I, I really think Tylen is that valuable to this offense because I, I think it's more than just taking a receiver away. I think you're taking... Uh, I mean, half your offense away. You're, you're nearly taking the, the entire passing game away, and that's not my opinion. I, we looked at the numbers to back it up. Tyler Wallace is nearly the entire passing game for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. So I'm going to go 24-17 TCU in what I think will be a fairly ugly football game. TCU likes to win ugly football games. So hopefully I'm wrong. I've been wrong the last three weeks. I picked Oklahoma State to beat Tech. Uh, I picked Oklahoma State to beat Baylor, and then I picked Iowa State to beat Oklahoma State. So I'm 0-3 the last three weeks. Maybe I'll be wrong again this week, and the Cowboys can get it done. Uh, Reminder, big sporting events this weekend. Oklahoma State basketball tonight against Roger State, 7 o'clock ESPN+. 
Tomorrow at 2.30, Oklahoma State and TCU. That game's on ESPN. And then Sunday morning, 11.30, Bedlam Soccer at the Big 12 Championship. That's an 11.30 kick on ESPN+. Glad everyone joined me today on this Friday. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know your thoughts. At Colby J. Powell, at Locked on Pokes. And wherever you are listening to this podcast right now, subscribe and rate. I would greatly appreciate it. Thanks for joining me today here on Locked on Pokes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.